Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to Our Community, Our Mission here on November the 24th, right before Thanksgiving. And what a time we're in. Um, just a little bit of an update. If you listened to last week's podcast, I was in a quarantine situation, talking over the phone all by myself, looking at walls. I'd been looking at walls for a long time because I was one of the lucky that got COVID. So uh, I passed through all of that, and I am doing really well right now. And so thank you for your prayers. And we would say thank you for praying for all of the Topeka Rescue Mission. This has been a very interesting, if not just absolutely challenging year uh, on so many levels. And uh, we still have some staff and guests who are challenged with COVID right now. And so we would appreciate your continued prayers. And thank you for all of your support uh, of, of the financial contributions, for the material contributions that have come in. Thank you for the food that you've been giving us. Uh, I was just driving by our distribution center today, and cars are lined up around the block um, waiting for people to uh, – waiting for their opportunity to get a food basket to take home. And then, of course, we have our Operation Food Secure that has already distributed over 2.6 million meals since COVID broke out, which is amazing uh, in the northeast Kansas region. And so uh, lots going on. And uh, – but um, I kind of look at me being here today as coming up out of my personal ashes, so to speak. And we have a, a subject here today on our community, our mission, about something else that came, uh, kind of came up out of the ashes about 10 years ago. And that is NOTO and the North Topeka Arts District. And, um, you know, having been at the rescue mission myself um, prior to 10 years ago, uh, North Topeka was really challenged. The business district was... Uh, how should we say, um, not in great shape. And so some people had great vision on this and, um, they were, um, well, I'll tell you, talk about, uh, persevering. Um, that is what has happened, um, before 10 years ago. And uh, then uh, through these last 10 years in such a phenomenal way. I have three really great guests here today that um, are the uh, people who make this happen. And one of those is our uh, Director of Homeless Services, Mike Foster, who is here today. And, and Mike, uh, uh, thank you for joining us. You've been on, the, on the, um, our community, our mission before. Um, but uh, your role is not just Director of Homeless Services here at the Rescue Mission. You're also Board President of NOTO. Yes, uh, they, it's actually called board chair, board uh, chair. is what they call it. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, probably five years ago, I would guess, uh, I was asked uh, uh, to be on the board and have been serving on the board. And then uh, two years ago, was ser- uh, voted in to be the chair-elect. And then this past year, ends in December, I've been the chairman of the board there. And it's been exciting. Uh, COVID has hindered some of the efforts that we've planned on doing this year, but uh, the fact that we've sustained it or still there is is a very positive thing. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's been been great. Had a huge celebration a uh, month ago or so, Decade of Noto, uh, was just a tremendous celebration of 10 years in Noto. That's, that's amazing. It really is. It, it, Ten years go, went fast. It really did. Um, two other uh, folks that are here today that are just really um, absolutely essential to the whole NOTO success and what's going on, and, and that's Stacy Don Ogle, who is the Program and Communications Coordinator for NOTO, also an artist. Welcome, Stacy. Hi. Thanks for having me. And uh, Barbara Waterman-Peters, who is the um, 
owner of Studio 831. I don't know if it's owner or caretaker or the CEO or the the grand poobah. What, what, Barbara? All of the above. <laughs> Actually, Barry, as Mike says, all of the above. Of the above. <laughs> uh, it, it entails everything from worrying about the maintenance mm-hmm. to cleaning the bathroom, emptying the trash, and collecting the rents, <laughs> as well as uh, taking care of advertising and publicity and Doing my own paintings. And doing, getting around to that, absolutely. Yes. yes. And yes, what, what the, a phenomenal the, artist you are. Barbara, I want to start you. with you. Um, I was here in those early discussion days with um, this whole idea of an arts district. And um, you were one of the pioneers with this. Uh, John Hunter, Anita Walgast, and others that I don't exactly remember who all they were. But talk about those early days. Talk about before Noto became a name. You know, I love to go back over those times. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when Heartland Visioning first started Mm -hmm. and community meetings were held in different places around Topeka. And people attended. We had wonderful results. Oh, that was a lot of participation there. One of the things that kept popping up on surveys or data gathering or whatever materials uh, was an arts district. Everyone seemed to think that was something Topeka could use. So that, of course, fell under the uh, heading of Quality of Life Foundation, Mm -hmm. and that John Hunter and Anita Waldest. Well, John Hunter had been my boss at Washburn, Mm. so we had a a history. He already knew me, knew my art. We were good friends. Um, And so he approached me about serving on that Quality of Life Foundation. You know, I look back and I wonder, what if I had sat with him in my dining room and had said no? No, right. Uh, But, of course, I don't know that word, so I said, (laughs) yes, of course, I'll do this. Um, Had I known then what I know now, but I, so I did. I became part of it, meetings, meetings. Uh, All kinds of discussions. As I've said before, we drank lots of coffee, (laughs) a little wine, um, met in varying places. um, And this this idea of an arts district began to take on a life of its own. We looked at different spaces. We looked downtown. Uh, Other places were explored. Uh, downtown didn't seem realistic because of the higher rents, and artists are not notoriously wealthy. That's a rumor that's going around. <laughs> Starving every once in a while, I think, is the tagline. <laughs> yes, it's feast or famine, believe me. Um, so, North Topeka was suggested, and there were meetings with some of the people in North Topeka, including yourself, some of the business owners, and uh, it just seemed as though we would be welcomed 
it mm-hmm. seemed ideal. This, uh, what is sort of a two-block business district, although we're hoping to expand beyond that. But it just seemed with the older buildings and reasonable rents, it just screamed arts district. And so we... And only artists could have that vision, I think, of what that could have looked like. Well, I think we have the ability to see everything as a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And and so then we can just paint it however we want, you know, accordingly. So, <laughs> well, I think that, that, that's what happened. You know, it. it um, I was in on the quality of life um, as well, and 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 I thought the Heartland Visioning, what they did with the quality of life um, sector or whatever we called that, was that they threw everything else they didn't know what to do within on that because it was <laughs> uh, arts, culture, entertainment community safety, and social services. Now, if that isn't a combination of, we don't know what to do with the rest of you, so we're going to put you all together. So I'm sitting down across the table with an Anita Walgast, who's an artist, and I'm, uh, I was representing the community safety piece of that, and um, others were doing the social services piece, and I'm going, we don't have much in common here. Um, you know, this arch culture and entertainment, community safety, social services, and we're feeding and sheltering people and we're trying to keep people from robbing other people. What's that have to do? And I just felt it was a, a, a weird fit, but you all didn't. And um, I remember one of the first meetings I recall at the rescue mission talking about this arts district. And John was there, Anita was there, Barbara, you were there. And I think one other person from Washburn was there. And everybody was excited about renovating North Topeka, and I know it's a bunch of bars, strip joints, and what we called Little Saigon at one time, which was the Twilighter, you know. And I mean, it was just, uh, and here's this rescue mission. And everybody was excited, and then John asked the question, Do any, does anybody see a reason why this won't work? And I reluctantly raised my hand, and I said, yeah, I see the reason. And John said, what? And I said, us. He said, what do you mean? And I said, uh, the rescue mission, we would be in the way. And I think that this would be a problem. And I remember the look on everybody's face. And, and Barbara, I don't know if you remember you saying this, but it was a turning point for me. And you said, absolutely not, Barry. This is exactly the kind of people we want to be around, the homeless and the poor. And you also said a lot of artists are the same way. And so <laughs> it was the beginning of like, Really? I mean, because the rescue mission is down there, you know, in a lot of communities, um, when they start to renovate a area, whether it's urban renewal or arts districts, have forced the social services out because they don't see the mix. And what a difference this was. And I remember saying in that meeting, wouldn't it be amazing if we could prove to ourselves what a community we really are and be able to say to the people who are the naysayers, that this really is a community and set an example. And I think that's what you all did. We did. You set an example. We absolutely did. I think, um, you know, thinking back about 10 years ago when when this community was getting started and they were trying to build up downtown and they were dreaming, you know, the big plans for the plaza back then, um, we were just so hungry for change mm-hmm. in our community. And it was a pivotal time for us back then because – we all came together in this one little area and were able to make some really big waves happen. And we kind of set the standard for other small neighboring communities mm-hmm. coming together in the future. 
And we also motivated him, I think. Um, but at the same time, we we created our own personal family that was unique to us. Mm. And um, Stacy, when did you become involved with the Noto? Well, um, I moved down into the kitchen of Shelly Bedsell's studio, and she was renovating it in her loft apartment. So she was moving out, and she was making the upstairs available for artists to move into. So I moved in there when my daughter was just born, and she just turned nine. So <laughs> nine years ago, um, I remember the first time I thought I was going to just be, you know, I was in the arts district and I was going to be an artist. And, and back then I was a young artist and I was so naive, but I had this idea of what an artist was to me. So I was going to go up to the studio and I was going to paint and I had everything with me and I brought my kiddo with me and I had the playpen and I thought, you know, like we're going to do this. It's going to be perfect. And I got up there and she screamed the entire time (laughs) for two hours. And I really toughed it out because I wanted to do my first painting. And I did it. And it and it was not what I ever would have painted because it was full of so much frustration. <laughs> but I but I toughed it out and we got through it. And that you know nine years later, and I'll tell you what that kid is driven and motivated and passionate and also very like loving and supportive of down here in this North Topeka community. And uh, she has been very um, motivated and also helps to push those other children around her. So I have watched all of my children grow up down here in the arts district, and I'm very proud of that because they all have taken something away from that. So see, how's, how's the rescue mission in regards to bringing your family here, your kids here, raising them around the homeless? Has that been an issue? No, actually, it, it never has been an issue. I mean, there's been moments where, you know, I'll tell the kids that, you know, we need to watch out for our safety or things like that. But that's everywhere you go. Everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, like like Barbara had said early on 10 years ago, that this is the place where we want to be. Um, you know, artists are known to have their own struggles or to come from hardships. Um, art is known to be a form of therapy. Mm-hmm. It helps you get past some of these things. So... It's very common for us to run across, um, you know, a homeless person and have them tell us that they're creative or they like to do art or, you know, that they've got some hidden gem inside of them of talent that we don't know about. And so for some of the artists in the district, um, for example, I know Shelley Bedsall takes pride in being able to really take new artists underneath her wing and show them how to, you know, fine-tune their skills or how to make a living off of creating art. And I know she's worked with some people that have lived here um, Mm -hmm. at the Rescue Mission. And I think uh, art has a way of moving not only a community but an individual, Um, and it can really transform your life. It transformed my life. Um, I know it's transformed so many others. So why not bring it down here to an area that definitely is always going to need transformation, not necessarily like beautification, but just in general, the people that come through here, you know, they need to be touched. When we begin to uh, see the relationship between the rescue mission and and the artist, um, it was pretty impressive. Um, This was on the early end. I remember um, Anita and some others coming to the Hope Center with our children and they designed a Christmas 
Christmas ornament, which I had no understanding that uh, it was going to go to the National Christmas Tree in Washington, D.C. And the kids at the Hope Center got a chance to do that. And um, do both of you, and I may get his name wrong, but you know the name Rocco Lanzaman? Does that name ring? Yes, because uh-huh. he was part of the let's see, National, National Endowment, Endowment for the for Arts. The arts. Uh-huh. Yes, in so, fact, he was here, and I got to meet him. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, he was being driven down the street mm-hmm. on a tour. I was out sweeping the sidewalk, another one of my duties <laughs> as uh, in Studio 831. And it was a beautiful sidewalk. <laughs> yes, I do. So, so you know, uh, so John Hunter called me up and he said, uh, hey, we're going to be in serendipity. And uh, we're going to um, have a meet and greet with Rocco Lanzaman. Do you want to come? I said, who's Rocco Lanzaman? And John said, you don't know who Rocco Lanzaman is? He's a <laughs> chairman of the National Endowment for the Arts. He's coming to Topeka. There may be some grant money. And I go, oh, okay, I'll come. So, again, I'm not real connected with the whole arts thing. Anita one time was looking at a painting on a wall. We were in some room somewhere. And she was just admiring that painting. And she said, do you see it, Barry? And I said, see what? And she said, do you see the message in that painting? And I go, no. I see a painting on a wall. I just don't have that gift that you all have. Anyway, I went to see Rocco Landsman. And um, at the end of he, – he, John to take him around the mission and took him through the district. And I said, Mr. Landsman, at the end of the meeting in front of everybody, I said, have you ever seen anything like this before? He said, like what? I said, you got an arts district here and you got a homeless shelter down the street and you see how they're working together? And he goes, no. I said, what do you think about this? Now, he's been around, you know. He's, he's in New York, I think, and been around. I said, what do you think about this? He says, this is the way it's supposed to be. And he put that in his blog or whatever the case might be. It was amazing. After that went public, the calls we were starting to get from different communities, um, homeless shelters, universities, saying, what have you all done in Topeka that has made that kind of attention? And so I said to um, the team that we were in, I said, not only did we take a risk here, but it's been proven what kind of community we really are. And you all had really tied that knot on not only renovating a very dilapidated area of the community and then embracing a homeless service, but you also set the bar for what the rest of this community could become in a very rapid amount of time. Barbara, what was it like on those early days as you were Studio 831, which you still have today, uh, 10 years later? What was it like compared to now? Well, I didn't have any trouble finding a parking place. <laughs> um, Great. I, I do remember that when I first moved in, of course, the HVAC system didn't work very well or at all. Mm-hmm. So I sat there painting with gloves on, which is an interesting experience. I remember this was completely different. I had had student studios away from home before, but not really in a storefront. Mm-hmm. And I was right in the window, and I would watch people walk back and forth, obviously guests here. And you know, I th- I thought uh, 
I, of course, counting my own blessings. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought, I, I was kind of my soul and heart were opened. I, I found more compassion. I found uh, that they're just like, you know, they're just like me. They're just like everyone else. These folks are down on their luck. And it deepened, it kind of deepened what I wanted to get out of my art. Mm. Uh, it just opened another world for me. I realized that I had been living a rather sheltered existence. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, sometimes it was rather lonely being in the studio by myself. Mm. But I knew that there were people walking around. Um, I know a couple of times people knocked on the window or on the door and asked if they could use the restroom because the train was going yeah, right. by and they didn't think they could wait to get mm-hmm. back to the mm-hmm. mission. And so I, I let them in um, because I know what that's like. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, you know, I think that I felt like I had come home in a way also because I lived in North Topeka as a toddler. I, mm-hmm. When I came home from being born at St. Francis mm-hmm. Hospital, I mm-hmm. lived in North Topeka on Logan Street. Mm-hmm. And so it it just it felt like I was home and this was going to be an exciting wonderful, inclusive place. And I'm a shirt tail relative to Charles Curtis. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Second cousin, three times removed. Well, you're still connected. I'm still connected. <laughs> we should have um, done hail to the chief when you walked in. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you both have invested here. Um, and And that's really what it takes in any kind of thing to be successful. Um, what have been some of the hard things? Um, you're talking about some of the good stuff. I mean, obviously, some hard is HVAC and having to paint while you have gloves on and those kind of things. But what have well, been some of the more difficult things? I remember that bathroom when you moved in there, because that was previously our building. That was an adventure in itself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike, it's interesting. I don't think I ever saw it. It was renovated by the time I needed to use it. I don't know what that says. But... Uh, I I really like that building. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's history, having at some point been a machine shop, and it was the first retail business Mm -hmm. in Noto, or in North Topeka, was located in that building. It was Mm -hmm. built in the 1880s. Also knowing that it had been part of the mission, the mission so that right. that felt like a connection. that's probably the most important thing right well, there it was. above all things. Is, is it used to we we had been in there and just you know used it pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, has there been some some like should I stay doing this? Has there been those times, or have you just pretty much said this is where I'm supposed to be? I never once questioned it. Actually, I think every time that there was a roadblock that, you know, made me second guess about what direction I was going, um, 
I just kind of, you know, put faith in <clears throat> that God was going to lead me in the right right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I knew that whatever it was going to be was still going to be here in Noto. Um, so I, I'm also very heavily involved in other arts things in the community, though. So I have had my opportunities out there in the community to make an impact in other areas outside of the district. But this is really where I feel like I can do my best work. You know, I can really move mountains here. I can speak to people. I can um, talk to the children that are walking down the street. And and I have an education degree, so that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I also feel like um, that this is one way for me to be a role model to my children and to show them how they can be impactful and um, that they can make a difference and that one person can make a difference or a hundred people can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely. I think yes. I think you've said that rather well, Stacy. I uh, I too feel like this is a second home. Mm-hmm. I I love my studio. I come across that bridge uh, several times a week, and I just you know leave things behind. Uh, yeah, there've been some times when you know when something's gone wrong, the plumbing or the electrical or Part something. Part of this life, yes. Yes. <laughs> In an old 18-something building, building, too. <laughs> and yet I think, you know, this is still what I want. This is, this is a studio. This is – and the energy in an art studio ripples out. Um, there's something nurturing about it. Also, uh, and I don't mean this to sound uh, uh, selfish or anything, but there's credibility for an artist having a studio outside of their home. Mm -hmm. And so that gives you, um, as Stacy said, a chance to make some differences mm-hmm. in things to move the art community and therefore other parts of the community forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something to be said for that as well. Um, I I'm, you don't know, have any intention of closing the doors. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we, we, would, we would have to just erase all of every recording here today. Um, a good friend of mine uh, is from Topeka. His name is Carl Ice. He is the current uh, CEO of the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. And he's going to retire at the end of this year from what I understand. But he was at Kansas State last year speaking to engineers from all over the world. And a whole lot of people, there's like 800 people in this room. And I was privileged to be able to listen to him. And he said a lot of good, important things, but he said this most outstanding no-brainer. Carl said, if you love your community, your community will love you. And I really think that's what both of you have done, and you too, Mike, um, is that I have heard so many times from different people, those folks down there in Noto, now that I'm talking about the homeless, are really nice to us. They're really kind to us. And one of the reasons that it's been so successful is that you all have reached out. You know, you've, you've, you've loved the people who feel unlovely. You have validated them. You have spent time with them. You have helped them to feel in a journey uh, thus far in their life that very few people care. 
Mission works really hard to do that, but we're just the rescue mission. When a community like NOTO embraces people that don't see that they have any value, and it, sometimes it's just that smile. I know Jenny down at Serendipity has just reached out so many different times. So many of you have reached out to the folks, and I think that's what has made, in a large part, this so successful. Well, another perspective on that, Barry, <clears throat> I was thinking about one of the things that the uh, Noto District has opened up is that we've had such a – we try really hard to be good neighbors with Noto, the mm-hmm. rescue mission. But uh, there's been several times, many times, where uh, there was some kind of activity or event going on in the district, and I'd get a call from John Hunter or Anita or somebody, and they'd say, hey, can you get me some volunteers to help direct traffic? Mm-hmm. And our guests would go down and direct traffic mm-hmm. or make sure when the street was blocked off or, or pick up trash. And to see the expressions on our guest's face, being down yeah, there in the middle mm-hmm. of thousands of people sometime, and I've got a place of responsibility here. Mm-hmm. They, they've they trusted me to be here to say, no, car, you can't come into this street right now mm-hmm. and give them. Yeah. It, it's been transforming for guests to be able to go in there be accepted be invited to come in and be a part of those activities i think and you're events. exactly right it's just that uh, people people by and large want to um, help well and we have even gone um out of our way to do things special for the guests at the rescue mission um i remember early on when we did a halloween um event and the trick-or-treating and the um you know, the zombie walk, it was mostly for the rescue mission folks and the kids to come down and, and do the trick-or-treating. And, and we were so young at that time. We didn't have a lot of the community coming out for our events. Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember the first – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, I think that that still continues to this day. We just had a concert for him at the park a That's few right. months ago. That's right. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, speaking of how it used to be, Barbara, you – could find a parking place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember the first Friday night art walk. Uh, it was jam packed. Um, there were traffic cars, jam for tra- the tra- first time. <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, of course, been been around here a while, and I said the last time I think we had a traffic jam in North Topeka was 1951 when people were trying to get out of North Topeka <laughs> when there was a flood, um, instead of uh, what we see today where people are coming in, and and that's got to mean a lot to see how. And, and I know that you you're both a very humble, and you've just done your part, but this is bigger than just North Topeka. This has been a communication to a community and beyond about what people can do together. I think that it has shown Topekans. It has. What a treasure Topeka really is. And not just North Topeka. And not just North Topeka, the entire city. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things, one of the things has been the first Friday art walk Mm -hmm. because it invites people from all walks of life to get together, come and see art, enjoy music. Uh, you know, there there is no cost. Uh, we hope that someone does buy a piece of art. That would be very nice. <laughs> yes. but, Keeps you from uh, coming down to the rescue mission and staying a long time. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so... Uh, I th- I think that that's part 
perhaps of you know making the your guests feel welcome i'm uh there they come in and look at the art and enjoy uh just as much as anyone else i think what this does is give them dignity yes they it does. are they are enjoyers of the culture just mm-hmm. like anyone else mm-hmm. and there's something about you know again that's the arts the arts have i have said for a long time the arts are what's going to solve a lot of our problems of course you know obviously <laughs> there's a greater power but in human endeavor mm-hmm. i think that the arts are what is going to bring this globe together, really. Well, as a non-artist, it really did open my eyes to the value of art um, from a social end of things, of how art can bring people together. And uh, I still have not quite got the thing. I can't draw a stick figure, okay? So it's just one of those things. It's not my brain chemistry or whatever. But I know that people like you who can can utilize your gifts to be able to bless people. And that is huge. That is one of the reasons why I um, fell in love with becoming an artist because I <clears throat> I knew that I could take my artwork and I could use it to, to impact things. Um, I knew that I could donate it to a silent auction and it would go to benefit somebody. Um, and, and I came to understand that uh, being an artist meant so much more than just painting or creating something. It meant being able to, um, you know, share and um, impact and move and help guide things mm-hmm. and, you know, your vision and the way that you see it and getting people on board with that. Um, so, I think being being an artist down here in Noto is amazing because you have so many opportunities to, you know, like live the artist's dream. Well, and, and you really have, and it's uh, other people benefited. Before we close today, um, Stacy and Barbara, talk a little bit about your art um, and how people can find your art. Stacy, Well, you know, I, uh, I do have a Facebook page, and you can go on there and check me out. It's Stacy Dawn's Light um, or Stacy Dawn Ogle. <clears throat> but um, I kind of have taken a short hiatus from painting lately because I've been so busy doing program coordinating and communications mm-hmm. for the district. Mm-hmm. Ten-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, um, I do find time to do it every once in a while, and I still have some stuff. Uh, I used to have a gallery down here in Noto, um, but I, I do like to do paintings. Most of my stuff is um, cityscapes, but um, I do have a pretty famous painting for Topeka out there called the Starry Night Topeka, which is uh, seen it. It's great. Topeka Noto um, underneath the Starry Night. So yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for what you do. Thank you for really having do. me here. I think yeah. uh, before we go on to Barbara too, I, we just need to acknowledge St- uh, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned our. Uh, Decade of Nodo celebration. Mm-hmm. Our executive director Tom Underwood has had to be at home because of some correct uh, situation yeah. going on in the family, and so he's not been able to be at the art center. And uh, Stacy, just want to thank you for the success of our Decade of Noto celebration all day event. Stacy was everywhere that day, and in the weeks and months leading up to that, all of the preparation and work that she put into that. 
Stacy, you did an awesome job. And well, just thank you, Mike. Thank you for that. Thank uh, you. Stepping up to the plate when Tom couldn't be there, it was just it was a joy to be a part of that. My my family got to sing that day on the platform there, but it was just exciting to be a part of that and see all of the people that were there. So. You know, I honestly had been uh, dreaming about that day for probably a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> and knew how important it would be to have that celebration. So it was just as much um, my baby and passion, you know, and um, mission to to make sure that we were able to do something to celebrate the decade of NOTO because we have done so much over the last 10 years. And I just don't think Topeka still even really has a full understanding of what exactly NOTO encompasses um, or what all we've done or just the amount of artists that we have in the district. I mean, we've got over 60 artists in the district. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot so. of folks doing great artwork in a small little area. Yes, it is. And that don't include some of us wannabe poets. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a wannabe poet. You are he a is. poet. That's true. That is your art. I was going to get to that. I Mike. mean, as far as creatives go, I, I'm sure we're over 100. There's so many. I, I'm Even the service industries that we have down there, we've got cabinetry. We've got um, upholstery shops, you know. Well, I, I think about the glass shop down there and the art that they make out of glass they have in the window at Christmas time is just awesome. They probably wouldn't call themselves an artist, but it is. I mean, I consider the hair salon an art. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely is these days. So yeah, we are definitely a very creative district Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of spreading through North Topeka. Yeah. Thank you, Stacy. Barbara, your art, where can people find you? Well, I tell you what, first, I'd like to second everything Mike said about Stacy. Uh, she has truly Thank been a marvel. My art can be found on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I also have a website, uh, BarbaraWatermanPeters.com. I, and of course, I have work at my studio, Studio 831 mm-hmm. here in Noto, and I'm represented by several galleries in the area, Southwind, mm-hmm. um, uh, Strecker Nelson West in Manhattan, and Beecham Gallery handles my work. Um, I'm always uh, up for showing people my mm-hmm. work, uh, appointments can easily be made so with christmas coming up absolutely i have lots of things that uh, i do florals landscapes still lives i have a whole series about women a series about men i have a series where i put them together and then i have a, a whole political series um called ship of fools and so uh, I think enough has been said. Uh, <laughs> I, I would we, say that I that. think Barbara is probably one of the top five artists in Topeka. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. You are. You're very, very talented, and, and her skill is far beyond. Well, this right I here. do know, that <clears throat> for anything to be successful, you have to invest, and that's what you both have done. Mike, you have done that. Um, so has a whole lot of other people um, who have been a part of this. And and I just want to thank you for that investment. Um, it means a lot to the Topeka Rescue Mission. Uh, it means a lot to me personally. 
um, of the just perseverance that you have had to keep pushing this forward. Mike, thank you for your service. Uh, now these years uh, as the chair of the NOTO board and also uh, representing the Topeka Rescue Mission, and that's a unique combination in and of itself. And so, Mike, thank you for that. Um, one more question for all of you, and then we'll, we'll close today. What's the next 10 years supposed to be? Oh, great question. Well, if I don't get too old, um, <laughs> I I hope to be here for at least part of that. We, we, and, we're going to plan on you being here, Barbara. Oh, okay. okay. So you just take care <laughs> okay. of yourself now. <laughs> and I look forward to uh, what comes next with NOTO. Um, if we, you know, not if, when we expand and uh, we will have more public art, more murals, more businesses, more artists. Uh, I hope another gallery opens. Um, I just uh, look for the continued success. Great. Stacy. next 10 years. Um, you know, I think it's like like Barbara did say, it's going to be full of all of that. Um, I hope that we will be expanding the boundaries of, of what we think of NOTO now as a traditional two blocks to be much more than that. Um, I think that we will probably have some better partnership opportunities in the future. And I think that um, utilizing Redbud Park as the big community uh meeting place and with music <clears throat> and events regularly. I think uh, building up North Topeka around this area is just going to be phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you guys know or not, but Call Valley Bank gave away 200 Redbud Sprigs mm-hmm. just this last spring, and mm-hmm. they're going to continue to do that. Um, Great partner there at Call Valley. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, a few years down the road, it's just going to be beautiful here in North yeah. Topeka in the springtime. Yeah. Mike, your thoughts? Well, I... When I think back the past year of being chairman of the board, so many things we planned on doing didn't happen because of COVID. So I'm looking forward to getting past COVID (laughs) to do the things. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking forward to every weekend there being some live performance going on in the stage and uh, Redbud Park down there, you know, just things we haven't been able to do. and I think they both have said the expansion of the district is exciting. Uh, so, Well, thank you all. Uh, Barbara Waterman-Peters, Studio 831, thank you for being here today and for everything that you've done for this decade plus. Well, thanks for being with us. Stacy Don Ogle, Program and Communications Coordinator for NOTO. I want to shout out to Tom Underwood, who can't be here with us today, uh, but he is the Executive Director of the NOTO. And Mike Foster, thank you for serving um, in so many different ways in our community and uh, being a part of not only uh, uh, NOTO, but uh, so many things in our community with railroad safety and the list goes on and on and on. Thank you all for being a part of our community, our mission. Today we highlighted NOTO had their 10-year anniversary here the other day to celebrate some incredible transformation, not only in a couple of blocks, but in a community and in people's lives. Thank you for being a part of our community, our mission. If you're interested in more information on Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org. If you're interested in giving, you can push the Give button, and you can also text to give to trmgive to 77977, trmgive to 77977. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission.